Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study. If you would, would you stand if you are in your home and lift your hands and invite the presence of God right now into your house. Would you do that or wherever you are? The Bible said to lift your heart with your hands. Lord, we pray over this Bible study tonight that your hand would minister, God, to everyone that is tuned in. Lord, I just pray a blessing over them. To take time, God, on a Wednesday night to have this devotional time, God, in the Word today through live stream. I just pray a blessing in their life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. If you would, say amen. We're going to read today from the book of Judges chapter 14. We're going to read from Judges chapter 14 in verse 5. And it says in verse 5, and I'll give you just a moment to turn there. And uh, I know we've been having Bible study in our home, but uh, due to uh, quite a workload today with my wife and our children working here at the church, I decided to go ahead and teach from here instead of setting up at home because they have been working so diligently uh, with the team here, getting ready for ACA, which is coming up, which we're excited, 58 students are now enrolled to the Anchor Christian Academy. We want to say thank you to everyone praying that you have supporting this and those that have financially supported this. It's just going to be, um, it's going to be a great, amazing year. And uh, just by the way, where you turn there, we're rejoicing over this past Sunday. We're so thankful for what God has been doing. Our Saturday night attendance is growing. We are growing on Saturday. We're thankful for that. I feel like we're planting a church on Saturdays here in the same town in which we, we already have a church in Zanesville right here at 1365 Chamberlain Street. If you're tuning in, we invite you to Saturday at 7 or Sunday morning at 8.30 or Sunday morning at 10.30. We've spread the crowd across trying to be safe as we can and yet still be able to grow. And I'm glad to tell you we are growing and we're thankful that the gospel is being preached to new people. Can you say amen? Uh, Judges chapter 14, it says, Then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath, and behold, a young lion roared against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent as he would have rent a kid, and he had nothing in his hand, meaning he overcame the lion with his bare hands. But he told not his father or his mother what he had done. He went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. And it says, And after a time he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. He took thereof in his hands and went on eating and came to his father and mother, and he gave them, and they did eat. But he told not them uh, that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. Verse 14, he put a riddle to the enemies, and this is what the riddle said. And he said unto them, Out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. I would like to preach to you, and I've talked about this before, about the sweetness 
of the longevity of living for God. The sweetness of the longevity of living for God. You can be seated and hopefully you can just join me in spirit here today as we talk about the things of the Lord. I'm 42 years old and was privileged to walk and to grow up in the house of Frank and Debbie Bounds. They were some of the most consistent people. It's amazing that what they believed when I was just a little boy, they still believe the same now. And uh, to watch them walk in faith and, and to, to depend upon the things of God has been a great blessing in my life. I, uh, I've seen people over the years waver back and forth and to and fro. They're in and then out and then in and then out. And I will stop and say here for a minute, if there's ever an hour to get in and stay in, it's right now. You're going you're gonna to have opposition. You're going to have situations, but you've got to get your mind made up that you're going to live for God no matter what's in front of you, no matter what faces you. You're making a decision now. Nothing is going to take me away from the things of God. Paul made the statement. He said, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present, but he said, nor things to come. He had his mind made up that no matter what happens in my future, I'm still going to be living for God. I told a young man that was in and out, in and out, uh, when I was youth pastor, I looked at him and I said, Robbie, I said, I don't know where you're going to be going next because it was one minute he was in the altar, next minute I wouldn't see him. See him different places, but he wouldn't be living for God. Then he'd come back. And I finally looked at Robbie and I said, Robbie, I said, I don't know where you're going, but you remember this, I'm always going to be here. Why did I say that? Because I've made my mind up, I'm going to live for God no matter who walks away. I'm going to live for God no matter who decides to change what they believe. And so what I'm preaching to you is there's a sweetness in the longevity of looking over your life and saying, I am still here. It's not easy. The battle's not to the swift, I'm going to tell you, as the Bible teaches us. But what we do know is there's power in consistency. The race, the race, and uh, the race not to the swift. And growing up, you'd see the, the, the rabbit and the turtle. And uh, the other day, I found Finn, a small turtle crossing the road, just a small one. He calls it his tortoise. That's what he calls it. Put it in his aquarium. But when I was a kid, they would teach about the rabbit or the, the turtle. Which one won the race? It was the turtle. The rabbit was faster but would not consistent. But the turtle, as slow as it went, it went consistent and it made it to the end because it was consistent. I've seen people over the years, and please let me teach you today, is that it, it, it's one thing to be on fire for God and then you're on the front row, you're, you're worshiping, you're the first one on your feet, you're the first one to respond to the altar. But then a month later, you don't even come to church because you sleep in, you're, you're tired. That's not consistency, consistent. It's better to be moderate but yet faithful. I've seen people that can worship so high one moment in church. Then you not see them for three weeks. They're not going to make it if they do that. But you give me somebody that says, you know what? I'm going to be at church no matter what. I might not be the most exuberant at all times. But I am going to be at the house of God. Not letting anything keep me away from the house of God. I'm going to have some level of consistency in the word of God. Reading their Bible every day. They're praying every day at some level. And I would rather have somebody that, play, that prays consistency, consistently a shorter amount of time 
to somebody every three weeks that prays for three hours at a time. And what I'm saying is consistency, the old statement says consistency, thou art a jewel. And if you've just come to the, you've came to the Lord in the last year, you're saying, man, I want to live for God. This is the best thing ever happened to me. But I've had some, some people pulling me this way, a job pulling me this way, and I've got this pulling me this way. Let me tell you what to do. You need to make your mind up and say, I've already lived in the world. I've, I've already been a sinner. I know what that's like. There's nothing out there. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get some concrete in my feet. I'm going to make my mind up. And I preach to you there is power of a made-up mind. That when you get your mind made up, no sickness, no, no offense, no trouble, no trial, no disappointment is going to keep me away from God. God's not always going to meet your expectation. He's not going to do things, what I mean, the way you think that he should do it. But if you will be faithful, his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. How many believe that? That God doesn't think like us, and thank God he doesn't think like us. But my faith is in him. He's going to see me through. He's going to make a way. And if I will hold on, God is going to bring such greatness into my life. Samson, uh, he didn't do right. And Samson was in a situation that wasn't right. And he should have never been in the vineyard in reality, but he was. And he fought a battle, and in that battle, he was fighting a lion. Can you imagine that, fighting a lion? But the Spirit of the Lord, the Scripture plainly tells us in verse 6, that the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he, he killed that lion as if it was a baby goat. He did. He killed that lion as a baby goat, just rent it. And uh, uh, later he, he finds himself back on the same path. When he's crossing that path, he looks over and the carcass of the lion is there in that wilderness where he had been walking and he looks and there's a swarm of bees. And what's in there? There's honey. There's honey in that carcass of that lion and he takes that honey and he goes on. He takes that honey and he eats it and it provides strength for today. I have noticed over the years that that, that my walk with God is not exempt from battle. It's not exempt from attacks. It's not exempt from things going wrong, living for God. If you think you're going to live for God and every single thing's going to go right, you've been misinformed. Uh, even Jesus told Simon Peter, he says, Satan desires to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. Why? That your faith will fail thee not. You're going to have moments that you feel attacked. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 that the sin would thus so easily beset me. The Bible, Paul said, I've had a thorn in my flesh. I asked God three times. There was a messenger of Satan that was sent to buffet me. And he talks about the, the, the attack that came from every single angle. These are righteous, right, a righteous man that said, I was attacked. You're going to have issues. You're going to feel spiritual attack. But what you do in those moments is you pray through it. And when you pray through it, I promise you're going to win the victory. He didn't say you didn't have a battle, but he did say you're going to win the battle. He didn't say you didn't have a mountain, but he said you could climb the mountain. He didn't say there wouldn't be any valleys, but he said I'm going to bring you through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm going from teaching to preaching here for a minute, but God did not put us on this travel, on this journey by ourselves. That's why I fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Amen. He's with me on this journey. 
He's with me on this, and I don't have to quit because he is my strength. Amen. He's my strength. You see Paul in his writing, and uh, Paul just makes a statement. He Sometimes he's saying, I'm the chief among sinners. And uh, you, you see this humbleness about him. But he also would say in that, he said, I am what I am because of Jesus Christ. Uh, the only reason I can do what I do is because of the Lord. Then he goes on to proceed and he says things like, but I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You don't need strength given to you unless you have weaknesses at moment time, uh, moments in your life. But in your weak moments, you pray that God, I need your strength. Because when, when yes, there's in me, there's good. He said, when I would do good, evil's present. But you know what? The good that God's put in me is gonna override the evil that's against me. I want you to clap your hands wherever you are and thank God for his strength that he's given you to get through this. Paul, um, Samson writes uh, about this journey and he has some men and he's really playing games with these Philistines but he, he makes a challenge with them about uh, giving them a riddle if they can figure it out. And he tells them, making a reference to the battle of the lion and what he gets out of a past victory, he says, out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And what he was saying was, is what, what came to destroy me actually turned around and blessed me. And that's what you have to know, that this is the principle of living for God, that that which has come to destroy you is destined to bless you. I want you to say that in your home. That which has came to destroy me is destined to bless me. I want you to say it again. It is destined to bless me. Whether it's a negative doctor's report, whether it's some level of loss in your life, whether it's some job displacement, whether it's some issue that you're dealing with, maybe somebody has done you wrong, but what you'll find, if offense came to destroy you, if you will stay consistent, you will stay on the path. The Bible says, and Samson went on. And that's what I'm preaching to you right now. You've got to keep going on. You don't stop. You don't quit. You don't give up. There's no blessing in giving up. You stand up. The Bible says, when you've done all you can to stand, Stand therefore, and what will he do? He will send you the blessing over my life. I have seen times that I was felt almost, I don't even want to use the word despair, but I was low. I didn't understand why. Why did this have to happen to me? Why am I going through this? But what I've learned, if I just keep on praying, and if I go to church and lift my hands anyhow, if I go and worship anyhow, I have learned not only am I going to get victory over this, but I'm going to be able to reach back into that victory and I'm going to get some honey out, which is going to give me meat or strength today. The riddle said, out of the eater came forth meat and out of the strong came forth sweetness. Let me tell you what I feel for some of you watching. Things are against you that seem to be greater than you. A lion is 25 times stronger than a man. 25 times. 25 times stronger than a man. And he said, but out of the strong, what he was saying was, out of the stronger than what I should be came forth meat. 
and out, uh, 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 out of the eater came forth me, out of the strong came forth sweetness. And the sweetness is going to be in the longevity of living for God. People that's lived for God, they came in and lived for God for three days or three weeks or three months have no clue what I'm talking about. People that have lived for God for three years have a taste of what I'm talking about. But let me talk about those that have lived for 13 and 23 and 30. I'm on threes here, I think. But 30 years of living for God, what they find out is the Lord has always given me the victory. And even out of my failure, if I will stand up, he will give me the victory over my failure. He will give me victory over my backslidings. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to give me sweetness out of those trials or those battles. I wish somebody in their home would stand to your feet and lift your hands in the air and tell the Lord, I believe out of the strong enemy in my world, there's coming sweetness. There's coming strength. Lord, you're going to take the test. You're going to take the trial. And there's going to be a testimony. There's going to be an anointing. There's going to be a breakthrough. There's going to be power. There's going to be a ministry that's going to come out of this in the name of Jesus. So what I say to you is keep on praying. And uh, you, may, you may be seated, but you keep on praying. You keep on fasting. I say it a lot on Wednesdays, but this is not just something you do that's emotionally driven. Sometimes you got to make a joyful noise, Psalms 100. Sometimes you have to clap your hands anyhow. There's sometimes in my devotion, I have to pray louder than I think. Do any of you understand that? Maybe give a thumbs up on if you're Facebook Live right now and if, if, if you've ever had to pray louder than you're thinking. Why? Because your mind's troubled. Your mind's busy. Sometimes it takes five, ten. There's been times it takes me over a half hour just to get my mind really in the Lord and get into the spirit of prayer, the true spirit of praying. But once you're in, you start thinking like God thinks. You start feeling the way he feels. You start understanding what he understands. Psalmist wrote, he said, when I consider the prosperity of the wicked, and here I am struggling. Why are they doing good and they don't live right? I'm doing good, I'm living good, and I'm going through something. He said, it was confusing until I came into the sanctuary. That's why you need to be at the house of God as much as you can. This coming weekend, make plans. Don't let anything keep you out unless you're sick, amen. But you need to be in the house of God. Why? Because there's power in consistency. Thou art a jewel. It's going to be the thing that's going to carry you through. Can I preach to you for a little while? The three Hoover children, you know what brought them through the fiery furnace? Was when everybody else was changing their convictions, they stood for what they believed in. They said, we're not going to bow to any graven image. And so they made a pact between them and their companionship. Shadrach, he, uh, Meshach, and Abednego, we're not going to bow even though everybody else seems to be bowing. We will remain consistent when all the peer pressure, when all the cultural pressure, when all the political pressure that says, if you don't, we're going to throw you. They didn't change according to mandates. And that's what I want you to understand. Your children are watching you, whether you're going to church or not going to church. They're watching you, whether you're praying or not praying. To every father out there, that your child is looking. They're watching what you do in moments like this. You know what I say? Stay consistent. The sweetness is not in the inconsistency. The sweetness is when you choose to go on. I'm gonna go on with God. I know the doctor didn't tell me what I wanted to hear, 
I know the financial report is not what I wanted to hear. I know that my friend that I thought was loyal, they weren't loyal, it's not what I wanted to hear. But God remains the same. He is the anchor of my soul. When all the earth is sinking sand, Christ, the solid rock I stand. Somebody say amen. So the power, the power of longevity comes from daily consistencies. Somebody told me when I was in Sunday school it was my Uncle Sammy. He was teaching me in the 13, I believe it was a 12-year-old class when I was in Sunday school and he taught us and he said, even if on a busy day you can read one verse in your Bible, read it, but stay in the word every day. I can't tell you how many times as a young man, 13, 14, 15 years old, that no matter how tired I was, I would still grab my Bible and at least read one verse, maybe just one chapter. Some days three chapters, some days ten chapters. But read something. Keep consistency because consistency is going to keep you forward. Somebody say amen. When you're looking at the word, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah that the con- t- talks about the word is like a hammer. You can turn there if you want to. Let this, let this be a, 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 a visible to what you're doing in your life. Jeremiah chapter 23 Jeremiah chapter 23, and uh, it tells us, let me pull it up here, in verse 29, it says, Is not my word like as a fire? It says, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Like the word is like a hammer. It's, It's talking about not just the big sledgehammer swinging, but it's talking about the consistency of the hammer. I used to break block for my dad when he would be laying block and uh, he would chalk the line and tell me where to mark the line of the block and he he would say, don't just hit that line but you got to do small chisel hits, just not strong hits but just consistent hits and you go all across the line, flip the block over and go across the line like this, flip it over, go across that line and eventually small hits, the the block would break perfectly uh, just right on the line, it would break perfectly. If I'd have hit that real strong with one big strong swing, it would have damaged it. And, uh, and I compare it in this way, praying every day or praying every three months for three hours, going to church every service or showing up uh, once a month and getting a breakthrough. What I'm saying is God's not looking for you to get some big win. God wants you to have daily wins, daily daily goals, win those daily goals. I said this big, I'm going to do this one of these days. Why don't you start now? I said, I'm going to read the Bible through next month. Why don't you start reading a chapter today? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to get to where I'm going to pray for three hours, set some huge goal, that big swing. I'm going, to, I'm going to have an all-night prayer meeting, but you can't pray for eight minutes. And what you do is you start by saying right now, I'm going to be faithful. If the doors are open in the house of God, I'm going to go. I'm going to be at prayer meeting on Sunday night. I'm going to uh, watch virtual service on Wednesday until September and then I'm going to be at the house of God I'm going to go early for prayer when they open the doors for prayer but I want to be faithful instead of just some big long dream in the future how about make a plan right now there's going to be lions in your world there's going to be attacks in your life but if you will learn just to continually swing into the hammer well don't try to read your Bible all the way through in one week but you're going to say I'm going to read a few chapters maybe three chapters and I'm going to I'm going to digest those chapters. 
your pastor, I'm a slow reader, and I, I like to read slow so I can co comprehend it better. But I've learned if I drag myself through the scripture and I ponder and sit back and think of that verse and what does it mean, I get so much out. It becomes sweeter to me. Food tastes better when you eat it slow. Food tastes better. And I'm trying to tell somebody, slow down, but be consistent. Don't let mandates keep you out of the house of God. Don't lose your first amendment over a mandate that says you have the right to assemble. We need communal gathering. And I feel this. I don't know who all's watching. I can't even see that today. But you, you, you got to remain consistent. You, you should, a uh, husband and wife, look at each other and say, we need to be at the house of God. We need a pastor's preaching to us right. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 10 and 25, let's turn there. Hebrews 10 and 25, what does it say? Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. I want you to turn there in your Bibles. Right now, if you would, I mentioned this, this past week. What does it say? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Even in our services that we've been breaking out, you've watched the Holy Ghost fall, and I've, I began to minister to people individually. That's exhorting one another. That's encouraging one another. Sister Clark told me this. She said, it's so good to be in church. She said, I realize we can't shake hands. She said, I realize we maybe, maybe can't hug one another. She said, but just seeing them across the aisle, she said, is an encouragement to, to, to each other. You are needed at the house of God. You really are. Yo, they don't miss me, you say. That's a lie of the devil. You're missed. You're needed. Every time you say amen at the house of God, there's something about that. You bring something to the table when you're worshiping God. You're setting an atmosphere, and there's people watching you, your children, your grandkids. They don't see you going to church, then they think you don't want to go to church. But you need to be at the house of God. I don't know why I'm hitting this so much. It wasn't even planned. But I look back at Samson, and Samson understood something. Samson understood is I have gathered strength from things God has brought me through. And if you will live for God for a period of time, you're going to have some battles. You're going to have some low moments. But if you will stay consistent living for God through those, guess what he's going to do? He's going to give you victory. I want you to say right now, God's going to give me the victory. I want you to say it again. God is going to give me vic the victory over this battle. And I want you to also say, and God's going to give me strength later because of this battle. He conquered the lion that was 25 times stronger than him. But later, what did he show up with? He showed up with honey out of the carcass of the lion. And he said, out of the strong has come forth sweetness. You know what? Now at 42 years old and been in this all my life, I can look back and say, it's a good life living for the Lord. There's nothing else I'd rather do. There's no, nowhere else I'd rather be than to live for God and to do the work of the Lord. I do. I feel this. I'm going to close here. But I, I want you to take a moment and say, am I going to let this destroy me? Am I going to let this bless me? Am I going to let the pandemic push me away from God? Or am I going to get through this with strength that I look back and say, you know what? 2020 was one of the most, um, uh, it, it was one of the most crazy years. It was so uncertain all the time what was going on. But you know what? I grew that year. Why? Because I prayed and went to church when the doors were open. I, I, I read my Bible more and I talk, was able to spend time with my family talk about the things of God. And you know what? Is this year going to be your year that you say, out of 2020, out of the strong came for a sweetness. 
out of the strong, out of the eater came forth me. What could have destroyed my walk with God, I have been strengthened by. And what could have been greater than me, I'm the one that got blessed by it. I'm telling you, don't miss your blessing by giving up. Stay consistent. Stay prayerful. And the Lord's going to touch you. I'm going to pray for you. I want you to right now. I feel conviction falling on some of you. I want you to pray right now and say, God, I want to be consistent. I want to be like that hammer that's just consistent. That's going to break every opposing thing in my life because I'm faithful. Let me be like the turtle that just might not run fast, but is still moving. I pray, God, right now that, Lord, everybody that's watching, everyone that's tuned in on this Bible study on this Wednesday night, they would understand that that which has come to destroy them is destined to bless them if they would just remain consistent and get into the presence of God, to get into the presence of God in Jesus' name. I feel, I do feel this, and we know, and you've heard me preach it, God's not limited to a sanctuary. We preach that in, in Psalms 150. The Bible says praise Him in a sanctuary and praise Him in the firmament of His power. You've heard me talk a lot about that. I preached that before COVID-19 ever showed up and uh, went up and had a lot of church at home like we are now. We believe God can move at your house. But there's some things that you're going to receive only in communal gathering. Matthew, Matthew teaches us. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am. You can't just do this by yourself. God calls us to be a church. Remember, I want you to say Jesus. There's an us in Jesus. I want everybody watching, I want you tonight, if you will, with your family, I want you to read Ephesians chapter 2. Look what it says. You're going to find the word us. He's convincing them you belong to the church. You are needed in the church. Ephesus, you are needed. And I'm saying to you right now, there's some things you only get in the communal gathering with believers. That's why he said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You're not going to get it all at home. You're going to get some of it. That's why we're doing virtual. But you're going to get strength. I feel for some of you, you're struggling. And not everybody, but some. And I'm going to tell you, all you need is get back in the house of God and lift your hands and get into the spirit of the Lord. You're going to overcome some lions. And guess what? And out of that lion is going to come forth sweetness. That is. And out of the eater is going to come forth meat or what we would call strength. Longevity, living for God and consistency is going to bring sweetness to your life. I promise you it's going to be a blessing. God bless you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, Ephesians chapter 2. God bless you. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.